Hey everybody, this is Mike Van Meter and welcome to the Mike Van Meter Show. And this is your one-stop shop for everything having to do with conservatism, patriotism, the American way, and frankly, I think just the best way to live your life. But hey, guys, we are about 16 days out from the November 7th election for the Virginia State House. Uh, There are other offices in there as well, but today I want to focus on the Virginia State House because that's what I'm running for. In the uh, I'm running for the Virginia State Senate in the 33rd District, but we are also going to talk to my good friend Julie Perry, who's also running for the Virginia State Senate, and just wanted to get some updates from her, find out what's going on, and encourage all of you to get out and vote. Get out and vote, and bring everybody that you know out to vote as well, because as you know, this is a critical election in Virginia. But it's also critical for the, the nation, to be honest with you. If you haven't been watching the news, if you've been living under a rock, we are pretty close to the whole world catching on fire. I don't think that's an exaggeration at this point, but it's very, very important that you get out and vote so we can have leaders in office because, frankly, I'm, I'm kind of tired of this nonsense. But uh, enough of that. I want to bring Julie on and get an update from her on her campaign. So with that, Julie, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. Tell us a bit about yourself for those that uh, may not have heard uh, of you. Just a, a quick bio and tell us where your, your district is and what's going on, because I know you have a lot of exciting things going on in your race. Yeah, so basically my name is Julie Perry, and I'm currently a teacher, um, and I'm a teacher that does not like the woke agenda going on in our schools. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm running for state Senate because, you know, we need to see a change. And also I want to show people that, you know what, not, not every teacher thinks like, uh, the far left's ideological, ideological agendas. Um, you know, there's a lot of us out there that don't like what's going on in schools, but so many teachers are so afraid to speak out and say something. Yeah, well, I tell you what, um, there's a lot going on in your in all of our races, but you know, certainly with yours, and it's gotten pretty ugly. You know, uh, my particular race has been fairly quiet, uh, which I'm I'm expecting to change over the next two weeks. But tell us a bit about what's going on in your race, because I know you've been on television. Uh, I think you've been on radio. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I know you, you've yep. been on television. Um, but there's been some crazy, crazy things that have happened in your race. And I think the voter, well, I know the voters need to know about this because it just shows you what we are dealing with uh, with the Democrat Party. Can you explain some of that? Sure. So my opponent happens to be on the Fairfax School Board. Um, she's very far left, uh, and she's made very poor decisions on the school board um, in, in Fairfax County. Um, and so she's not happy about me being a teacher in her county uh, running against her, especially opposite political parties, um, because Democrats think they own the education system. So uh, basically, um, in May and in June, uh, one of her donors uh, made a false malicious CPS report against me over a tweet that CPS found was bogus and did not even investigate. And that's saying a lot, especially in Fairfax County and me being a Republican. Um, so since CPS decided not to investigate, um, an activist from the Virginia Democrat Party decided to email my principal and four APs and basically uh, tell them my tweets are hurtful, they're bigoted, they're transphobic, 
um, all those things, and that, you know, my principal need to have a chat with me. Um, you know, I met with my principal, and then I got a letter for, or summary memo from the meeting um, threatening to terminate my job. And then on top of it, I had a strong rebuttal. Um, basically, I stated how all these teachers, all these leftist teachers get to be little activists and there's no, nothing happens to them. They're actually encouraged. So they had to step back. And so then they decided to call my kids down to the office, some of them. See if I discussed being a Republican with them, and thank goodness, some, some one of them said something to me. Um, and I wrote, and I wrote my principal, and I said, you know, this witch hunt against me has got to end. And come to find out, um, in the FOIAs that we received, my opponent was going to have a meeting with the assistant superintendent, um, and the meeting title was Julie Berry. That. That is unbelievable to me that in politics, instead of just being about ideas and about the fact that I disagree with your worldview, the fact that they would go after your employment and actually try to do a CPS call on you, every single person that's out there listening right now needs to just be horrified by that. Because this is why... Good candidates don't want to run. I, I hear this, Julie, all the time from friends of mine that know that I'm running for office. And they ask me, you know, hey, what do you think? Should I run for office? What's it like? And I don't think that the average person in the public realizes what you have to go through personally. You know, you're spiritually, physically, everything that you have to go through in order to run for office. And all any of us are trying to do, all you're trying to do is serve the, the community. And they come after you and try to label you as, as an extremist and to call CPS on you. I mean, that alone says this woman does not have the character that it takes to be in that position. Do you, what do you think? Absolutely. I mean, and not only does it take a toll on you, but it takes a toll on your spouse. Oh, absolutely. And your family, you know, it takes a toll on both people. And, um, you know, honestly, you got to say to yourself, if she was willing to do this to me, what she's willing to, she's going to do a lot more to others at the state level. And, you know, to think about just the thought of her being at the state level and, uh, you know, the Democrats having a majority should frighten anybody because, you know, what kind of legislation they're going to want to pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when they're, they're handed the reins of power, uh, if this is what they will do behind your back while you're running for office, what will they do when they actually control all of these agencies that we're talking about? I mean, that's a frightening thought, really. It's a frightening oh. thought. Oh, very. It's a very frightening thought. And so it's this it's not a, this is not about me. This should alarm all of us because you're right. If they get if they get into total power, oh, my gosh, it's scary what they will do. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't just about going after your political opponent and attacking your attacking your ideas or policies. This is destroying somebody's life and career. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. That's what's so scary, and this is why teachers are so afraid to speak out. But you know what this says? The left is working overtime to put their agenda in the schools, and they want to race anybody who gets in their way. Yeah, well, which brings me to the next subject. Um, one of the things that's disappointing to me is the voter turnout yeah. right now. Um, 
it, this is a very, very low voter turnout. And if COVID taught us one thing, that is that these local offices actually have much more impact on your daily life than the federal offices do. And with all of the things that we went through during 2020-21 with uh, mandatory masks, mandatory vaccines, and people being threatened, people losing their jobs, of course the schools being shut down, and the damage that that cost um, – and then you see everything that's going on right now with uh, Loudoun County and Prince William County and Fairfax County actually pushing back on the governor with his model policies. Uh, if this is not enough to motivate you to go out and vote and ensure that these people don't get in office, I, Julie, what does it take? What is it going to take to get people in mass to come out and vote? What's it going to take? Well, Dan Bongino said when uh, that the, the new mayor won in Chicago, I mean, of all people that won, oh boy. But he said, you know, things have to get really, really bad. You know, look at what happened in New York when Rudy Giuliani won. It's because things finally got bad enough for people to realize, oh, we need to go vote. Well, they, they are they are bad now. And I, I just I just don't get it. But how are things when it, speaking of the vote? So I know you're out there, you're working the polls, you're getting out, knock on the doors. What it t- give us kind of an update on what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what are your thoughts? Well, you believe us. Here's some good news. I have Democrats that are going to vote for me, um, mm. and they and I have you know I had a Vietnamese church say that they're going to get their whole congregation to vote for me, especially after what my opponent did. Um, just because you know what that. It, they let Vietnam, you know, people fled Vietnam because it was a communist country. And what my opponent is doing is not far off from how, you know, what, how a communist thinks. And so it, it especially frightened them. And, um, you know, I think the good thing about Fairfax County is it's a melting pot. And there's a lot of a lot of our voters come from countries where they came from. Venezuela, China, you know, they see firsthand what this is like and because they lived it and it's not pleasant. And so we've really got to reach those voters. Yeah. Well, it's not just the Vietnamese community. I mean, I know um, I've, yeah. I've been to mosques, you've been to mosques, and yeah. they're hearing the same thing. This uh, idea that the parents are going to be separated from their children that are struggling with identity issues. I know that rings very strong with this community. And uh, are you running into the same thing? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And um, it's, it's scary, but it's, again, the left, the far left has an agenda. And it's to destroy this country. And the best way to do it is break apart the nuclear family, take uh, separate kids from their parents. So when you get into uh, the Senate, and, and God willing, you will, run through some of the top issues that you, you want to address from day one. What are you, what, what you going to be oh, talking about? You know, day one, education, parental rights, uh, really emphasizing getting, um, hopefully, God willing, I can get on the education committee. Um you know, having a curriculum written that is focused on uh, academics and none of this indoctrination in schools. Um, rip apart, uh, rip apart the bill, the a couple bills that take away parental rights. Um, also, the other thing too is backing up our law enforcement, giving mm-hmm. them the resources that they need. Um, you know, because in 2020. Uh, our one-party general assembly under a former governor 
passed some bills that were very destructive for police officers. And we need to take back the Senate in order to repeal that stuff. Um, the other thing, too, eliminating personal property tax, because it's very high, especially in Fairfax County. And so locals need to, uh, you know, that needs to be taken away from, it needs to be taken away from locals to just tax people however much they want to tax them. Because, and, and so, and the other thing, too, is um, definitely making sure we stay right to work state because we all saw what happened when the unions got too much power. Mm-hmm especially with with the schools. Um, and then a huge thing that's important to me is getting rid of that electric vehicle mandatory law. Oh, my goodness, all yeah. All Virginians have to drive an electric car by 2035. That's insane. Why should we let California run Virginia? Yeah, yeah. That alone should be enough to inspire people to get out of and vote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. My plea to everyone listening to this podcast is get every single person you know out to vote. You know, the governor will say 10 people. I say, you don't limit it to 10. Get it to every single person that you know. That's right. That's right. That's what we got to do. Right. And that's not to mention, um, so you, you mentioned repealing some of the laws that the Democrats have put into place. And... Of course, the the things that you you want to institute, but then we we also have some of the things that the governor has tried to get through, has tried to get through, but were blocked by the Democrats in the Senate. Um, could you highlight some of those? Oh my gosh! Well, he's tried to get through, um, uh, basically, especially repealing that electric vehicle law. But the Democrats have blocked it. Um, that's huge. Uh, you know, some good bills in education that the Democrats have blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like they're just and the saddest the saddest thing is they're doing it just to be obstructionists. They're not doing it because it's in the best interest of the people. No, and, and and actually they have been trying to, the governor has been really big on the addiction issue and handing yeah. out penalties for those that have uh, are passing fentanyl in particular. And if and people die from you giving them fentanyl, he wants to uh, be able to have the ability to have those piece of people prosecuted with either homicide or um, manslaughter, depending on what the situation is. And the Democrats blocked that as well. They sure did. They sure did, and they should be prosecuted because right. you know what? I there you you have there's absolutely no reason. Um, we first of all, you know, the fentanyl crisis at the border is a federal issue, but it's a crisis. But right. the problem is, kids kids especially are dying from it, and it's uh, a lot of people are dying because you know they think they're taking a certain med medication, but it's fentanyl. And so, you know, um, there's got to be consequences, serious consequences for these people. Yeah, we have to uh, really bring the hammer down on this. Yep. Yeah. Up until they face consequences. That's right. That's right. And I'm seeing it every day in the detox unit where I work. I mean, fentanyl is just out of control. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that as bad as the public thinks they know what they think they know, the issue is with... uh, with fentanyl, it is much worse than you you realize. And by the way, Julie, the numbers get worse every month. They don't get better. The numbers never go down. Think about that for a minute. The numbers never go down. They are always going up. 
what are we going to do? I mean, there's, there's like, when is enough is enough? And at least this governor wants to take action and is willing to take action, but it's this Senate that blocks him every step of the way. Yep. Yep. And what's even more scary is if we don't take back the Senate, um, there are no more moderate Democrats that will work with the governor on anything. No. They all got primary because they weren't, um, extreme enough. That's an important. Uh, that's an important thing to highlight. That's a very important uh, aspect of this to highlight, and that is that there were actually some uh, moderates in the Senate that were working with uh, the Senate Republicans to pass some of these common sense laws, and they paid a dear price. You know, God bless them for doing what they did, but they paid a political price for working with Republicans, and most of them are not in office anymore. And that should Correct. that should be something that we all pay attention to as well. Absolutely. And that actually has happened in my district. You know, the current incumbent, George Barker, was primaried because, well, he wasn't extreme. He, he wasn't extreme enough. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, uh, he didn't cheer for the far left's radical agenda enough. He would work with Republicans. And unfortunately, he was primaried with my opponent who did what she did to me mm-hmm. and that on alarm people mm-hmm. really they got rid of bob uh, a barker and then put in this this extreme. and she really is extreme uh, could you maybe highlight some of the things just to highlight like how extreme she is can you maybe cover some of the issues oh my gosh well you know on the school board she uh had she sided with the unions sh- shut down the schools and ironically, uh, put uh, one or two of her own kids in school for in-person learning. Um, she has she's absolutely against parental rights. Uh, when the governor issued a, a uh, the mask, uh, basically the parents have the right to choose whether or not their kids can wear a mask. She sued the governor for that executive order, bragged about how she won. And uh, really tried to, uh, has just blown, absolutely tried to blow that law off, but, could, but couldn't because, thank goodness, Ch- Chad Peterson sided with the Republicans and voted to get rid of the mask in schools. Um, so, but as far as uh, all of the governor's executive orders uh, for schools, she's ignored them. Um, and what else? Oh, she wants this uh, course called AP um, African Studies. It has nothing to do with African Studies and everything to do with radical indoctrina- indoctrination. Um, like one of the s- standards is white reparations. Um, so it's just she's very that's how extreme she is. Um, and so she basically you know, and also under her leadership um, on the Fairfax School Board, teachers are miserable. Their working conditions have gotten so much worse. A lot of teachers have quit because, well, under her leadership, uh, student behavior problems have increased. Administration is not backing up teachers. Um, kids have felt left safe. Um, you know, girls have been afraid to go to the bathroom because, you know, they don't want to go into the same bathroom as, as a male. Um, and so this is how extreme she is. That that should horrify everybody. <laughs> I, I hate yeah. to. Oh, I don't mean to overuse that, but this is, folks. What do you need to know? Get out and vote. Get out yeah. and vote. Get out and vote. Uh, uh, you know, I, um, I tell you, on November eighth, Julie, when the election is over with, 
and I'm, I'm telling everybody this right now, we have a good slate of candidates on the Republican side oh. running. And yeah. everything that you've wanted to see happen over the last couple of years, these candidates embody that. Right. And these candidates will work with the governor to put through legislation that you're going to be happy with. It is more in line with your values. More importantly, get rid of legislation that has uh, really done every, created all of the destruction here. But right. we, we need your help and we need your vote. And if you don't get out and vote, there's nothing we can do. So on November of 8th, the day after the election, don't complain to us. If, if yeah. you're not happy with these people and you will not be happy with these people, don't complain nope. to us because we, we're out there. We put ourselves out there. There's nothing else we can do. Um, nope. I mean, the only thing you can do at this point with 16 days in is if you have it in your heart and you have the ability to uh, donate to one of the campaigns or to volunteer your time or support in some way, that's it. But, yep. you know, other than that, just but always remember this. Dollars don't vote. People vote. And so we need you and every single person you know to get out there and, and vote. And so with that, Julie, uh, take us out. Any last word? And let the listeners know how they can get hold of you in your campaign. Yes. So you can visit julieforsenate.com. And it has all my website information. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and feel free to just uh, reach out to me through email info at julieforsenate.com. And if you can, we do need money. So if you can donate uh, so we can get the word out about, you know, my, my opponent and more voters, that would be great. Fantastic. Fantastic. And please do that. Visit her website. Her, help her out. Help me out as well. And that's yes. Van Meter for Virginia, vanmeterforvirginia.com. And um, the same thing, you know, check us out online, all the, the social media platforms and, and help in any way that you can. But the most important way that you can help is get out there yourself and get everybody else out there as well. And uh, with that, we just wanted to give you a campaign update and uh, I'll be doing an update on my campaign as well separately. But Julie, thank you so much for coming on the program today thank you for having me all right guys and so get out there get out there and vote between now and november 7th um the the polls are open monday through friday remember it's early voting it's we don't have election day anymore we have election season and that's 45 days which is by the way that's one of the things i'm gonna eliminate once i get into the senate this 45 day voting business by the way um talking to my uh democrat counterparts most of them feel the same way on that one i think we're all pretty much done with 45 days so we'll have a lot of bipartisanship on that but check out my website vanmeterforvirginia.com and we look forward to seeing you guys at the polls between now and november 7th you guys get out there vote Love your country, love your state. We need you out there, and we'll be talking with you soon.